everybody. I'm Adam Hergenrother, and this is Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in the 200% life, again, 100% outer world, 100% inner world, which is personal growth, which is physical growth, which is spiritual growth, pretty much any growth that you have outwardly and inwardly. It's that 200% life. Well, last week we jumped into free will conversation. And again, the, the entire um, thought behind the free will conversation wasn't for you or even Hallie and I to pick a side, but um, was to argue both multiple sides, if you will. And so even while you may hear in part one or part two um, of either of us feeling like we take a side, that's not the actual goal. We may take a side as a way into the conversation, um, but it's really to kind of further your and explore your own thinking about the conversation here. Um, because I think it's, it's so easy, isn't it, to get caught in just beliefs and then you just go your entire life about believing it. And Well, I was going to just ask you, do you believe one way or the other? Um, the answer, the answer is, uh, is unknown. Yeah. Well, because of the, the podcast last time I said, yes, I have free will. And then as the conversation evolved and the more, you know, research I've done and thinking about it that I've done and even our conversation, I mean, my surface answer is yes, but there are so many nuances and, and I don't even know, I don't even know. My answer might not be yes anymore. I may have just changed my belief in that 45 minute podcast. To the point, right? Which is why you can't buy into necessarily a belief because think about all the beliefs you've had. Forget about free will for a second, right? Think about all the beliefs that you've had in your life. I'm going to just think about personally in that at some point in time, when you gain experience or wisdom or see the world different or have a new experience or read something new or meet somebody new, you all of a sudden change. I mean, all of a sudden, like in that moment, you change your, your belief. So beliefs are fine. There's nothing wrong with them, but the the whole, I think you should transcend your beliefs. I mean, let's just, well, let's just, cause I think this is a good way of entering into part two of this is using the word transcend, because I think, you know, you can have preferences. We talk about not having preferences a lot. There's nothing wrong with preferences, but you can, you have to transcend your preferences. And I think you can use the same context, which we're trying not really to define free will, but we will define it by not defining it. And I think you can also transcend the normal definition that I think most people would use around free will. And I think just that transcendent piece alone um, gives you a, gives you space to take in new concepts um, and then decide whether or not you believe them. So I'll give you an example of this. Uh, yeah. What does transcend the free will? Well, it's always, well, it's always transcendence always comes from your relative standpoint, right? For It's like when, when let me just use bring Einstein in here for a second, right? Einstein basically went out there and said, yes, everything's relative, right? We all know he said the, the whole theory of relativity. When he went to Newton and said, no, hold on, you got it wrong. Everything's relative. And the whole point I'm saying that was it's only relative based on uh, your experience or where your standpoint or where you are standing based on what you're seeing. So that's where people's beliefs come in is only based on their experience they had and where they're currently standing. They give me just give you the example out with, with Einstein, right? Like if, if, if somebody has a radar gun, and you are walking on an 18 wheeler, that's an open flat, flat bed, right? And you are walking at 10 miles an hour, fast paced, and somebody shoots you, um, are you going 10 miles an hour? Well, it depends. Like shoots you with the radar gun. Shoots you the radar gun. Yes. Okay. Shoots the radar gun. If the person is standing on the flatbed with you and you're walking 10 miles an hour, he's walking 10 miles an hour. He or she is walking 10 miles an hour, right? If the person stands on the side of the road in the the 18 wheeler is going 50 miles an hour and you're walking 10 miles an hour and he shoots you with the radar gun and how fast are you going now? 
60 miles an hour, right? So it's, everything's relative. Then let's just back up for a second. Then let's go outside of Earth's atmosphere and it's sp- spinning around approximately a thousand miles per hour, right? Is what the Earth spins at. So then if you shoot somebody with a radar gun from there, you're going a thousand sixty miles per hour. So everything is relative in life. And I think people get so caught up in, in, um, and not understanding that point of what transcendent is not like some spiritual term. It just means that transcending means you get beyond your current beliefs. You get beyond your current you so you can abstractly see things and go, well, it makes sense based on how I see it, but that's not real. <laughs> it's real in a sense, but not real in the, the billions of moments that are happening every moment. So when you, when we define the word transcend, Transcend just means like I have a thought about uh, the fact that I like red apples. Okay, great. You, that's a belief and that's a thought, but it's not really real, right? It just depends on from where you're standing. Well, it's real for you, but it's kind not of. like an absolute truth. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's almost a mirage because you could all of a sudden eat an apple one day that is red and it, it's sour and now you no longer like red apples. So it's not even really truth. <laughs> well, at least it's not the absolute truth. Right. Which it's is why the whole word. Or belief. Exactly. Yeah. The whole word transcend comes up as a way to transcend your own beliefs because they're always wrong. <laughs> so like they're right in the moment, but then they're always, I mean, I mean, how many times does your mind change its mind? Right. Constantly. Right. So, so is there any truth? There's absolute truth, which is really what people are searching for. The reason why. Uh, it's like if you build your house on sand is like basically buying into your beliefs, which are really just, it's like walking on really thin ice. They could break at any point in time and they're no longer your beliefs. And so the reason why people build these identities and egos and all that stuff is built on their beliefs and they try to then reinforce them because they feel fragile to everybody, which is why then people are scared to go through life because they're always afraid that one step's going to break the ice and everything's going to fall over. And that's why people are anxious. They build up identities. They try to support them. They do everything they can to do it. So the whole point of transcending anything is to not remove your beliefs. It's I'm not somebody saying that it's not to remove your preferences. It's to actually transcend them all. Meaning um, just knowing that you, yeah, you are not your beliefs. Exactly. You are not your preferences. Preferences. It's, you have them, but you are not exactly. Them. That's exactly right. Like, so instance, like at some point in my life, I had a preference not to drink seltzer. Actually, <laughs> I'm serious. Like, this is just a great example of this. Know, so funny. It's just a preference. I did not like seltzer water. I yeah. actually thought people that drank seltzer water were a whole class of people. Right. I thought they were like, well, whatever. It was, right? al- it was also different many years ago. Oh, there was like only one flavor. Regardless, like <laughs> it was still like he was Pellegrino and I, yeah. I enjoy Pellegrino now, but like, so my preference changed. Sure. So again, I'm not my preferences, but you can enjoy your preferences. You just, you transcend them at all times. You go, you hold the absolute truth of what, what the truth is of life. Right. Which is, which is <laughs> to start by, um, not like people want to go, so then tell me what the truth is. Well, if you just say what it's not, then it's, then it becomes real of who it is. So it's not your mind. It's not your preferences, it's not your beliefs. It's not the roles you play. It's not the identities. And then I would throw in to kind of move the conversation along in this direction. It's not necessarily free will. Meaning it's not our choices. So I think the, when, when people, so I just wanted to kind of start and, and kind of the transcendence piece, I think will come up. And I think you always, if anything, like in the first like five minutes of this is, is thinking that 
wherever you are in your life, you see the world a certain way, but that's not really the way the world actually is. It can't be. It's just, it's just, it's, if you take your experience that Hallie is seeing right now, right. And you have it out there. It, in terms of the, just, just use the earth, forget about the galaxies. It's statistically insignificant of what actually makes up the world. So therefore, while the, the whole definition of ego is to say, well, I want it a way it to be, and that's the way it needs to be because it's the way I see it, which is really what ego is, right? Ego is not bravado. It's a form of it, but it's really like, it's, it's that's, a self-centered or self-indexed. It just means that, living. yeah, it just means that I see the way the, the world is and that's the way it should be. And I need it to be the way a I want it to, way. but that's not really how the world actually is. So you wake up and realize how I've been viewing the, ver- the world is actually not how the world is. It's how my statistically. Uh, in <laughs> that one's going on in, the list. Yes, it is. <laughs> the insignificance of the moments that I've had actually don't cr- like they create an experience for me, but it's not really real. And the greatest example of this, and when I say this 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 analogy, people go, "Oh yeah, it makes sense." Like if you walked up to an elephant and you grabbed its tail and said, "I know what an elephant feels like." Well, while your experience was relatively true, it wasn't the absolute truth because you did feel a tail, but that's not what an elephant is. And this is where the challenge is with all of her life. If you say, I have a hand, you've actually cut off the fact that the hand, where does it meet its arm? Show me the exact moment where it was. You can't, it's like, where does the air in this room meet the air in the other room? You can't like, there's just relative truth to these things. It's like, again, the sun sets. Well, kind of, right? So the whole point of the, yeah. the defining transcendence for this conversation of part two of free will is because when you transcend all of that, it doesn't mean you can't have that in your life. It doesn't mean that you can't have a belief, right? It doesn't mean you can't have preferences. It just means that they're really unimportant, which should be so freeing for people. Well, when you were, I don't know, it seems, it seems scary to me more than it is freeing. But Totally. Then, so, you you know, because I'm with you, I'm following you so far, and you say, you know, so you wake up and you were insignificant, we wake up and we're like... I just feel like, okay, great. I know, I know I'm insignificant in this greater world. So I wake up and I, what I'm insignificant. doesn't really matter what I do. I don't necessarily have, I'm just being facetious here a little bit, but I don't have free will. So like what happens? Well, the, the just back How do up, I for, interact back, with the world? back up for a second though. You, cause people are buying into, or you, that you believe the only way for you to be happy is to get what you want. That's the essence of when people say that, that's what they're saying. So how could I allow life to just go on when I'm not in control of it? That's what you're saying right there. I want life to be a certain way. Not well. It, it is because you're saying I want preferences or I want things to be a certain way. So what am I supposed to do? No, I didn't say I want it to be a certain way. I just say, I just said what happens. Back up. You said like five things before what happens. Yes, I wait. I wake up. I'm insignificant. The, well, world, the world is happening around me. But are you buying into the insignificance, or are you just saying the fact that like I'm I'm detached from that? I'm transcending the fact that I actually think I'm important. You're saying yes. it like yeah. a lackluster, like oh, now I'm taking a spiritually I'm insignificant. No, mode. no, 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 no. I'm just saying like I'm with. I understand what you're saying. We are insignificant in the greater sense of the world. I understand that. Got it. Okay. So then. What happens? Well, you no longer have to wake, walk around thinking that you have to be anybody that you're not. You don't have to walk around thinking you have to prove anything to anybody. 
And that's always what I go back to is in like, like then how it's, do you it's know not what you, to it's do? Your, it's your mind goes back to this. Your mind instantly jumps right in there and says, how could that be possible? It's not so much about how could it be possible. It's like, it, it's, um, how do you know what to do with yourself? That's, that's the question. Exactly. That I, I that's, figure out. that's what I went back to it is because you always go the proverbial you like you and everybody else, mm-hmm. right? Go to the mind to ask it what to do. And you're basically saying to me, if I can't go to the mind and ask what I do, how will I survive? That's, that was my point. And people buy into the fact the only way they can actually live is if I can go to the mind because the mind knows how I'm going to be happy. And if I just follow that, then I have a path. Well, that's like being on a puppet with strings. That's how people are living their life. So you transcend all of that. You realize, because what people do is if I, if I go to the mind and I ask the mind what I need to be doing, because that's what you're, that's what everybody's doing right now. Is they go to their mind, how am I going to be happy? That, what's the alternative? Because I'm saying I agree. Like, <laughs> totally. I don't, so, so I'm not doing that. So now that. let's, let's, if you're so not. Then what I'm doing, then what, what's happening? Okay. So that's a great question. The minute the mind is gone and you have a tremendous amount of love or energy or enthusiasm, what do you do? You share it. You find a way. You just naturally are doing things. You find yourself interacting with the world based on how the world is interacting with you you don't have a problem. It's no different. If you walk outside and it's super windy, you don't go, what am I supposed to do in my life? It's windy. You deal with the wind. Maybe you put a hood on. If it's super cold outside, you don't go, how am I supposed to deal with life? What am I supposed to do? You put some jackets on. You just find yourself getting dressed to go outside. It's not like a whole complicated thing. How does that? Yeah, no, I got you there. And it's, let me give you another example yeah. of this. That's even better. You were a great athlete, right? Still are, but in high school, right? You're, <laughs> you can it, say I'm not. So no, much but like, no, seriously, like yeah. it, it's when you were in those states of athleticism, you may have practiced. You're not thinking about those things. Like you're just doing it. Yeah, but but I whether this is true or not, but I had to think about getting ready for practice going to practice, making sure I had the right equipment. Sure, yeah, it's not you, like that yeah. just happened. And you're going to do the same thing. You're going to use your personal mind to plan, to figure out how to, what time to get to the airport to go. In the, yeah, you're going to use all that, but you're not using it of like defining your life by those terms. You're just, you're just using your personal mind as a tool, which you should while you're playing in life. That's perfectly fine. That's how you're going to do it. But that's not who you are. You didn't think you were the person getting ready for practice. You just found yourself getting ready for practice because you were going to practice. You just find yourself. You're wrong. You want to be better at playing or skiing. You may find yourself skiing more or hiring a coach and you're getting ready to go skiing. It's just things that you're doing. But you, and you just find yourself doing that. But you don't wake up going, oh my God. The only reason why you go like, oh, what, what am I supposed to be doing is because you would, you feel people feel totally lost and scared if they can't go to the mind for the mind and tell them what to do. And that's the essence of when everyone always says that question. It's because they've been, they're so addicted to their mind telling them what to do that they are they're beyond their comprehension unless they transcend it to actually understand what they could do in their life. And this is the challenge that comes up. So this is like a going back to the free will of like, I'm not sure most people that are listening to their mind have any free will at all. I think the, the willpower that you have, which is, I think is, is, I don't know, is there a difference between willpower and free will? Right. I don't know. Right. Maybe. Um, I think you could, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just say like willpower, for instance, I think, I think the willpower or I'm just going to throw that word in their free will that you do have is the strength to transcend is actually the strength to overcome 
the poles of the lower self or to even transcend a belief. That is you in there doing that. That is willpower. You want to call that free will. You have the ability to transcend all of the concepts, creations, the egos, the beliefs, the theories, your past. Doesn't mean you forget it. Doesn't mean you don't have it. Transcend preferences. Again, all of that. You have, you're the only one in there that has the willpower to move away. Now, here's where I'm going to confuse everybody. Now, where does that willpower actually come from? (laughs) Is that actually coming from consciousness itself? I'm just going to use the word consciousness, but you fill in whatever word makes sense for you there. Mm -hmm. The consciousness itself giving you that strength. And if that is, then is that really your willpower or is it consciousness willpower? That, that herein lies the question that I always kind of debate. Consciousness, you mean like the universe or God, Yeah, the universe, God, the spirit, uh, wherever you came from. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever is making your body grow right now, whatever all this stuff is. Right. And so like that part of consciousness is that allowing you to transcend and giving you the individual strength, making it feel that way. But really it's again. So again, the, the the great, the great way to think about this is I always, I've used this before, but like a Bunsen burner, right? So like the Bunsen burner has a bunch of little circles on it with an individual flame. If somebody just looked at the individual flame and said, well, that flame is heating the water. And then you would say, well, hold on, let's take a different look. You'd go underneath the Bunsen burner and realize there's a bigger flame that is individually making itself look like an individual flame. You have one source of heat that's individually coming up through the Bunsen burner with a small circle, making it look like an individual flame. So if that flame had an ego, it'd say, well, I'm the one making this water work. And, and that's what humans are doing, right? And if you, again, if it's transcend all of the, all of the beliefs and all the thoughts and concepts, you get to see this and you go, well, I'm just part of this universal source of flame, but yes, I'm an individual flame having this experience. It's fine, but it's not really the whole truth. And that's when you can transcend that and you actually merge back in with the whole universal truth and you see that you are being powered. You are being, your heat is coming from one large source. Right. Actually, you know, when we, we did this, you know, Devin had some questions on this, right. And she brought in the, the Bhagavad Gita, right. And if you actually, do you have that mm-hmm. for You want to read yeah. that real quick. And then you're going to interpret it for us. <laughs> Cause I don't know if I understand it, nor does the Supreme Lord assume anyone's sinful or pious activities. That was one from one section from wherever the mind wanders due to its flickering and unsteady nature. One must certainly withdraw it and bring it back under the control of the self. Yes. So again, to me, that is kind of the conversation we were just having, right? Where it's the mind will wander the willpower that you have, or again, I'll use the word free will that you have is to transcend the mind, to not allow it to you get caught up in the mind itself. And then, so yes, at that, that level, you are transcending, you're now withdrawing yourself from being addicted to the mind's voice. It's all those things that it does. And as you withdraw from that, you're now pulling yourself back. So you do have that ability in there, that individual willpower to do it. But then my question would become is, well, is that willpower actually stemming from a larger source of consciousness that's giving it to you? And the clearer that you become, the stronger your willpower becomes to actually be able to do that. But it's actually available for everybody. You just have to start. So when you were talking about that earlier, there's actually two other sections that Devin shared with us that um, I'm just going to say it and you tell me what that means. So I I, uh, like the consciousness God, whatever created, created us, gave us the willpower that we have in theory, right? But because 
I feel like because they gave whatever it is, gave us the willpower. It also gave us the ability to with, to choose when and where that willpower is used or not used, or there's some, some sort of element of individual choice, perhaps, right? That's kind of what I'm thinking. And then actually this section said, when people, we're going to say God, but consciousness, whatever. So when people say God knows exactly what's going to happen, theoretically, he, God, actually knows all possible outcomes for the future, but we get to choose which path, path we take in this dimension. That makes sense to me. That's like how I would define free will. At least that's how like I like to understand it is maybe all of those paths you're right are like the world's already been created for the next 20 billion trillion years, whatever it is. And there's all these possible outcomes. But within that, because we were given willpower, because we were given the thinking mind, we have some choice of, you know, do we get in that car? Do we enter into this relationship? Whatever, whatever. Yeah. And I'll just take a, um, so as an example to get in the car, right? Let's just say your friends are leaving to go, you know, home from bar, right? Let's just use that example. It just came to mind, right? But you're going to get your choice to go get in the car. That choice may actually have way more to do with, um, your environment and your current physical slash biological reactions to thing more than anything. So that's like the determinism philosophy of like the causality, right? Whereas like, for, let me give you an example. You know, you woke up, um, you know, you, you feel really well rested and therefore all of a sudden because you slept better and you feel rested. Now you're in there and your buddy decides to leave at eight o'clock after he's been drinking because he's been less rested and you decide that I'm not going to get in the car. I'm going to walk now how much did that have to do with you or how much did that be influenced by other decisions that allowed that to actually happen as well too? Right. I a hundred percent believe that it had to do with other decisions that may have happened. A decision that could have happened when you were six, you know, that, yeah. you know, being well rested was a, is a value of yours. And so that's all, you know, and then that's why you got enough sleep the night before. I completely agree with all of that. Like the whole, but thing that's a, bio, that's a effect. physical environmental factor than it is more about willpower or free will. Well, it could also be a belief. It could also be um, values. It can be a physiological. Th- I mean, there's all sorts of things. Yeah. Physiology, that's physiology in your physical side is not free will, right? Like that's like your physical biological body. It's just doing its thing. Right. But what you put in there is getting different, enough but could- sleep. A physical symptom. Well, hold on. Thing, it's, or is it's, it? it's, it's, no, of course it is. Like that's a, yeah, phys- but it's also if, a choice or it's, it could also be. A, what if you just, what belief. if it wasn't your choice? What if you're just you're staying up? I mean, how many times have you not been able to fall asleep and your choice is to sleep? We've all been there and yeah, you can't yes. sleep. It's not really a choice. You just can't sleep. You can't fall asleep. Yes. And so then you're tired and therefore you decide instead of walking, you get in the car. Now, who knows what the car probably just drives home. Like I'm just, it doesn't even yeah, matter what yeah, the car yeah. does. Right. I'm yeah. just saying that like, there's so much more again, when you break right, that I, down a hundred percent, and I, then does that change the, the chemical imbalance in the brain that then sends different signals to you to feel more energized to actually, then, then you make the decision mm-hmm. you do, you, then you make the decision that you're going to walk home. But what predicated that, whatever predicated that decision correct was your biological functions not always but maybe in this example you see what i'm totally not always but i'm just giving you another example of this of like other cause and events for different things i would argue that there's a lot more things than just the body well that's that's my point there's a lot more things 
Yeah. So, so like, well, no, 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 hold on. That's not free will. So what I'm saying is if you just take that one example there and you mm-hmm. pull it down as yes, at some point you do make a decision. I'm not denying that. Yes. But why are why? Why that decision? Well, I mean, it's, I, well, hold on, that's, that's, yeah. that's the whole point. That's the singular point is you go, wife made that decision. And I understand in that moment you are making that decision. Correct. But what led into you that was unconsciously not your decision that made you lead to that decision? Right. And you're saying that it's. And stack the odds overwhelmingly in God one decision. or consciousness. I don't that know. Makes sense. Also physical, environmental, well, culture, I, all those things. I think it's our prior beliefs, our prior programming, et cetera, et cetera, which. Which the whole, I don't know where that comes from. Well, that, that's my whole point. It comes from experiences. It comes from the different events in your life. It comes totally from does. people that you come in contact with, um, all of the prior decisions that you've made throughout your life. And that was, that's my whole point of saying that when you transcend that, you see things completely differently because everything you just said right there, you can transcend. It doesn't mean you don't have beliefs. It doesn't mean you don't have a past, but when you transcend that, everything becomes undisguised and very clear right but now. What's the, so what? I guess what would be the, what's the point of the trans, like what would be different if you had transcended all of that? Well, when you transcend a belief, when you transcend an identity or a role, everything becomes clear and you actually act more in accordance with actually the, the true universal laws, the absolute truth. Cause what people are searching for anyways. But like, let's go back to that example that you gave about getting in the car and all of that. And we can agree that there's all sorts of cause and effect that led up to that one decision point to get in the car, not get in the car. How would have transcending any of those prior beliefs changed that moment? Well, I mean, we're leaving out a lot of details, but let's just say like you transcended the belief that you need to go to the bar in the first place. Because the only reason why you were going there was to make it seem like you want to hang out with these people. Which people do all the time, by the way. Well, why does it have to be negative? It doesn't have to be negative. Or you could transcend and say, like, oh, I'm going to go to this place and choosing not to have alcohol or not to stay in there. And I feel better. I'm going to walk home. You just become, it doesn't, it's irrelevant in what it is. But the more you transcend, the more clearer the path becomes. Everything becomes clear and undisguised. It just, it's clearer. Everything becomes clearer. And when everything is clearer, you actually move th- through life um, easy. But I guess I'm just thinking like that decision wouldn't, it was not necessarily different. It was just well, hold, more clear. Well, the, the, there's again, and go, let's go back to defining this. If, if somebody is buying into a belief or a concept or trying to impress somebody else or trying to make new friends in a way to only impress them, then Forget about just going to a bar, right? You, you end up making decisions based on the ego. You make decisions based on what that is. When Correct. you transcend that, you're yes. no longer making those decisions. So therefore the outcome could be totally different. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. When you and when the that. outcome is completely different, you're transcending it. You're more in harmony with things. And the more you're in harmony with life, you actually, you're just, you're in, you're in the flow of it. So yes, transcend the ego in order to make clearer and better decisions that more well, the path becomes undisguised because you asked yes. the question from the beginning like, what do i do and then when you actually transcend all that it becomes very clear in what you do right now that's so complicated and foreign to people because they think the only way they can they can navigate something is them believing that they have this free will to make all these different choices but the 99 of what you're doing is not free will because the, the ego or the psyche is actually controlling everything that you do and you think that you're doing it that's the first step it's just transcending that. 
and understand that the mind just talks and it and it's only talking based on its data points that it's no, which we just already went through that are statistically insignificant. But yet it feels like they're the most important thing in the world and that's how it has to be. And then you buy into the concept later on that you need to get the world the way you want it and avoid what you don't want in order for you to be happy. And so therefore, and it does, it makes you happy momentarily. And so therefore you now have bought into this whole concept of psyche slash ego and you live your life based on that. Transcending becomes really important because you realize that is not free will. I understand at some point you go, well, I have a choice not to go exercise, but the mind is going, man, you're going to exercise, right? Like, you got to keep up this physique. You got to make sure you're doing this. What if people see that you gained weight? What if, right? It's doing all of that. And so therefore you're causing you to go exercise or to not eat or to do whatever it is that you're doing. And that's how people live their lives. Transcending all that, you just wake up and go, it doesn't really matter. This is going to be fun though. Like that, it's, it's just irrelevant. Like it's the same. It's look, it's no different than when you see a seven-year-old thinking that whatever is in front of them is the most important thing in their life. And you're going, that's not important. And they're going, this is the most important thing ever. And you're going, are you kidding me? It's not important. It's the same thing here. It's just adults can't see that. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I think where I'm getting a little hung up is on how I feel like it's two separate conversations, but maybe not. Maybe that's where I'm, what I'm missing is well, I think they all we want to transcend the, the ego. We've talked about that before to a certain degree too. Like, you know, you wanting, wanting, uh, not wanting, but transcending the ego so that you are not being led by your mind and all of that. But then where does the free will piece come well, into all of this? Remember, that's why we're starting because most people's starting position is that they think they have free will. And the reality is, is there's no free will because you're just being run by your mind. You're, you're thinking that you have a choice but the choice is down to two things and so, it's already been narrowed down from your perspective, your beliefs, your identities and your attachment to all that. So that's free will. Number one, if right? Let's get rid of the attachments. Yes. If we get rid of listening to the voice in our head, if we transcend the ego and the psyche and all of that, then do we have free will? Well, I think you have willpower to keep releasing and surrendering and then to ultimately fall back into the spot where everyone's trying to get anyways, which is, to do exactly what I'm supposed to do. That's what somebody would say, right? If what does it mean to live a, a life? It's to live in a life, to experience everything that I'm supposed to experience, right? Or to make sure that I'm in harmony with what God wants me to do or that consciousness wants me to do. Yeah, I guess I'm the just, only way you do that is to trans firstly to, to understand that you don't have free will when you're addicted to the mind at all. Yeah. And you transcend that. And then when you transcend that, you're actually falling back into exactly what you're saying that you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And part of this conversation is making me think like, does it even matter? if we have free will or not. Um, I think it's important to have willpower or the power of you that's in there to start being aware of these things and transcending as much as you can. And then you, then making choices is, is easy. It's, it's all part of it. It's like having preferences, all of that stuff. Yeah. But I mean, I guess it's just what I'm thinking is like, is the whole convert, not conversation, but you know, the whole conversation or the whole, is that optimistic nihilism, right? Well, no, I'm just like, well, who cares if we have free will? Like, but it's not, it's not the cantilever who cares. And I see you holding your arms oh, out. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. saying, no, that. I don't mean it in a negative yeah. way. I'm just like, almost like, is it even relevant if we have free will or not? Like, as long as we're transcending our ego and we're, what's well, a great, it's like, a great spot to do it. Then, yeah. Then 
doesn't matter. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If, the, if, if you are feeling yeah. enthusiastic, peaceful, and joy inside, does yeah. it really matter? Does it really matter if I'm making the decision, if God's making the decision, or I, if you're making the decision, does it really matter? Like, yeah, no, I mean, you're exactly. Just living your you're, life. Then you're, then you're living more of an authentic life, Yeah. which is what authentic really means. Authentic, authenticity, people get it so wrong. They think being authentic is living their egoic out mind out for what it says that it wants them to do, which is the furthest thing from the truth. It's just another way of saying, I get to get what I want. That's really what people are doing. Really being authentic means that you transcend that and then you're living within harmony of what life is asking you to do. That's what I thought authentic. Yeah, but most people buy buy into the concept that they're doing that, but it's really being run most likely by your ego or psyche. It's just flipped. Yeah. It just flips and, and shape shifts and then buys you into saying that, of course, that you're living authentic. Look at that. You're living over here now and you've moved states and you're doing a yoga class <laughs> or you're writing a book or whatever it is. And there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying be watchful of all of this. That's the whole point. That might be part of your journey. In fact, if it's happened, it's part of your journey. But that's part of the entire journey is for you to experience life. So to your point, does it really matter? I think what matters is that you start to right from this moment, just make a decision that you're going to enjoy every experience that you have. I'm not going to label it good, bad, morally right, morally wrong, because those things happen every moment of every day, right? They could happen closer to you, which they feel different. They could happen. The good things can happen really close to you. Bad things can happen to you. They're just things happening. Life itself actually doesn't care. You understand? Like life itself does not care whether you've labeled it good or bad. Like, again, if, if something happens in a country to a family that you don't know, that's horrific. You may go, well, that's totally wrong. And you may even feel it for a second, but the reality, let's be real. Most people don't wouldn't, wouldn't even skip a beat, right? Cause that happens every moment of every day. I'm not saying they should or shouldn't. I'm just saying that most people don't until it happens close to them. And then they think that experience is all of life. It's kind of like when Tuesdays and Maury wrote, like I walked out of the hospital. I wonder why the world didn't stop for me. Mm-hmm. And like that is opening line. Like how can the world continue going on? I, I have six weeks to live. <laughs> Because the world itself doesn't care. Now, it doesn't mean people can't feel that. That's part of the human experience is but to life, feel that. I mean, life goes on. It, it constantly does. Yeah. It just is inevitable. And life itself, like outside of human, life itself does not care. Yes. And that's what I meant. Like life, like the big, big L. Yeah, I the guess. big L. Like, like, whatever yeah, is life. powering the sun right yeah. now, which we have really no, sure, science will show things, but what did it come like, right? Again, we have limited space in that. So again, we've figured out the relativeness that everyone's seeing it from a point of view, but it's just relative to how you see it. The whole point is keep transcending all that as much as possible so that you, that you get out to a point where you go, I've just made a decision that I'm going to enjoy every experience of my life. And I'm going to let that guide my life. I'm just going to enjoy every moment and every experience that I have. Hey everybody, before you leave today, Hallie and I want to thank everyone who has left us a review. It really does make a huge impact in helping us get this podcast into the hands of other conscious leaders. So we have another review from Dana's mom um, who says, a conscious workplace is revolutionary. I believe that bringing consciousness and open-hearted leadership to the workspace has the potential to be utterly transformative to the culture, and this podcast can help us get there. As an executive director of a nonprofit, I've sought advice through books, such as those by Brene Brown, in podcasts while developing my own leadership philosophy. I was thrilled to add this podcast to my collection of thought leaders on the topic. Adam and Hallie's conversations have become a regular dose of insight in my routine. The episodes meander conversationally, but always drive home an actionable point. The action items have been invaluable in growing my toolkit as a leader and manager to my employees. 
thank you for your good work. And thank you, Dana's mom, for that review. Yeah, and I don't think they strayed that far. But I mean, I, I, I think I she's, liked, I she like was the, very accurate. Yeah, she was a very accurate, actually. Thanks. And so, again, please let us know what you like about the podcast. <laughs> Even if we do go off topic, well, Adam goes off topic. Or like what you'd like to see more of by leaving us a review wherever you listen to our show. Thank you. <laughs>